and we are live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, Forever Rugby on Forever Sports. And we are seeing a very strange occurrence because Steve's back in the fan forum for the first time Ooh. actually since, since we departed. So, uh, yo. Did the fans want this, Steve? Did the fans want this after me replaced it? I'm not sure. Just, yeah, well, I don't know. We had to, yeah? you know, just, we had, <laughs> just come make sure, come jump in, make sure the show's still ticking, you know, see what everybody's had to say. Oh, yeah. on you guys, you know, make sure that's, you know. He's still relevant on these Thursdays here, Stevie. Yeah, there we go, you know. It's too cool for us now. I'm, know, not, I'm so. not the weekend special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's tough. At the end of the day, I had a day break between going to games, you know, so I thought I might as well come and grace people with my presence, you know. It was at yeah. the stadium last night, at the stadium tomorrow night, at the stadium on Sunday. Uh, it's it's tough work out here. Oh, Chris, we're the only one missing out on Sunday. Uh, yeah, so we, we need to talk about this. Uh, so first of all, Chris, would you like to tell the viewers why on Sunday when we do a forever sports meetup, you will not be present? Because I'm going to Paris to the bigger games. Hey, not not, not these lower, lower class uh, pool games that are already decided. I'm going to the Basically, Monty Levock got benched and that was Chris Art. He was like, no, I'm not. Oh, you mean that I'm not going to pay to watch Pollard at playing at 10 and messing around then? No, no, that's what, that's, yeah, that's the you name. see, you see, there uh, you go. You sort of fished me in there, yeah? Yeah, I know, we've got yeah, a lot to talk yeah. about. Right, so everybody who is jumping in, welcome to the show. Uh, we will be live until 8 o'clock, whereupon you guys will then be redirected towards uh, the Japan versus Samoa watch along, which we will be with yours truly, uh, coming to you live out of, uh, out of Lyon. Um, it's been a very, very cool city, actually. I've, I've really enjoyed our, our, our week here, um, which has been quite cool. And we're to Marseille this weekend. And as you can see, I'm joined by Chris and Dan. Uh, this is actually an all-European show, actually, because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm France-based these days. So, as, as Grant was saying there, who's the French tutor on the channel? Yeah, I'm basically having to sort of really... <laughs> I, I'm actually basically part Uruguayan after I got caught up in their mob last night. Um, so that was fun. Sure. But chaps, first of all, how how have we been? Yeah, superb. Yeah. superb. yeah, not bad. Yeah, enjoying the rugby, of course. Yeah, been good. More, uh, more winners on the show. Ask, so we we are we are we are going to a, a World Cup game on Sunday, and and, and at Rhodes, back at Varsity, there's a reputation for some decent, for some interesting haircuts and interesting uh, looks. Do we have anything planned for Sunday? Listen. The the beard isn't here for for the beard itself. So you'll be seeing the snore. We'll be sitting lazy on the top lip. Come Sunday, there you go. That is that is that is what <laughs> is that I was what hoping we're going to hear from. Might, might, might extend a little something, but yet y- y- to be decided. There. Okay, cool. So put, put it was on short way, notice, you know. It was on short notice. No, no, it is. It's fair. It's fair. But uh, you you've got you've got the tools to work with at the end of the day, you know. So uh, what? Well, same as you. Are you also going some handlebars there? You two together? No, see, my problem is I got a fire break if I do a handlebar, so it's like just looks very <laughs> disconnected. And um, so no, I will not be uh, worried about do, do, doing anything like that. I can't pull it off like Dan can at the end of the day. So you know, when you've got the gift, you've got to use it. Yeah. But uh, right, so chaps, over the next hour, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a Springbok lineup, uh, which is going to be very interesting to chat about. Obviously, the whole Pollard versus Leibok debate does take center stage tonight. Um, we have had a bit of information out of the Bok camp with regards to what the situation will be when it comes to our number 10s following this past weekend. So, yeah, we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen on that. We'll also be talking a little bit about uh, the weekend games, France versus, um, sorry, yeah, New Zealand versus Italy tomorrow night. It's going to be quite a cool game. And uh, yeah, coming. We're coming in the last week, second last weekend of the group stages. So things are really starting to um, heat up with regards to teams going out, uh, teams potentially trying to book their spot in the next uh, round. We've already said goodbye to Namibia last night. Uh, could be saying goodbye to a lot of teams this weekend. And uh, also, main thing is teams can start to book their spots in quarterfinals this weekend, including the box. Now we'll start with the box, and we haven't had a um, we actually haven't had a show since since last weekend. Um, so yeah, chaps, let's, 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 let's talk about how are we feeling, uh, a week on from, uh, from last weekend? Are, are we settled down? Are we, are we, are we, are we panicking? Uh, you know, Chris, you know, how, how, how are you feeling after, after, after Paris? About the spring box, yeah, particularly. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting one, right? I mean, I, I know we lost, the scoreboard doesn't lie, but a few things right on our side, we should have possibly won. I hate saying that, like we should have won because mm. it's a cop-out and it, and it happens. But I said this when I was watching my mates, I, 
I didn't feel, I said, I was also talking to some island mates, I, they were kind of talking, we were talking about it, and I said, like, how comfortable are you? Because I'm comfortable that if we re had a rematch in the final, if it, both of us get there, I'm not overly concerned that we're going to be in for a, a loss. I think it's going to be another tight game, as we just saw, if we were to do it again. And rugby matches go, the rub of the green kind of can change, right? And, you know, and we, I, I can't, I'm not saying that Ireland are going to come in there and beat us. I think we could easily beat Ireland in the World Cup final. So I'm, I'm but that's caveat, Le Boca 10. I'm not deviating from that. Le Boca should be at 10 and needs to stay at 10 and he'll, I'm still going to back him to kick. Sorry, I'm saying that that's my thought. And then we're going to talk about Pollock. Pollock can come in and do what he does. But then our whole our whole game is going to change, and there mustn't be tears when Pollard misses a kick and we lose. That's that's all I'm saying. Right, Joe. Well, we'll we just leave our debate later because I think there's a lot to get through. But, but we said, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, but I still, I still worry about France, guys. I know everyone. I'm hearing people saying mm. it's an easy game. I, I've been calling us going out to the quarterfinals and France winning this whole thing. Not so sure about France winning the whole thing anymore because I think Ireland do have that big say. No one's talking about New Zealand. Grudge match coming up, potentially. Obviously, getting through your 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 was Italy, but I'm not. I still I still feel that France is the big test. We can talk about how we're going to do after that. I think I think if we get through France, then we have a very good chance. Yeah, well, I think it all hinges on that quarterfinal. But uh, Dan, yeah. how how are you feeling immediately after the game, and and now, and now a few days later? Um, yeah, it always things. It, it did feel similar to um. I remember watching SA um, All Blacks four years ago in the group stage and being quite blown away just just by the level of rugby that it was. Right when you see two teams at, like performing at that on the on the biggest stage and going head to head, and you know I guess both times we've lost, both times been in a group stage. I'm interested to know. How, I mean, I, I'm sure we all wish we were be able to understand what. Um, the mentality going into it was whether it was must win or whether it was like, let's use this as a, like, you know, a test tube for whether we maybe meet them again in the final, because I saw we, I saw us do a lot of things differently. Obviously like we were missing Malcolm Marks, which is the biggest, biggest one, but the way we rolled our subs, I thought was completely bizarre um, compared to how we've used our, our bomb squad previously. And I think we can play a lot better and bar islands line out in the beginning i don't think they can play that much better so i'm not worried i think they're playing incredibly well i think they deserve to win um yeah but that and you know leaving 11 points on the pitch versus award number one i mean how often are you going to win that game and it's not frequent yeah i think the big thing and that you mentioned is that you know the level was so good and so many teams you know i've been we've been leon based this week and so we've basically been with the all blacks the entire week and every single day the press conference in the press conferences kids come up they've said you know ireland versus south africa that game best game of the world cup so far um so it was funny because obviously new zealand versus france was probably the second biggest game of the group stages in terms of you know your your top four teams going at each other um and yet new zealand were asked you know the ireland versus south africa is that the standard was that the gold standard is that now you know where where teams need to be able to play out to win the world cup and and the, the the all black staff and players have all said yeah they said you know they also watched the game and went right that is it that's that's do you want to win world cups do you want to be competitive in this tournament that's how you're gonna you have to be so i think from that perspective you know to to, to have been 50 percent part of the game of the tournament so far and for both and, and no, i don't think anyone watches that game and has written off the box you know i think in, in no. many ways some people have even gone well actually you know we, we were wondering if there were a bit of a flash in the pan they're beating the all blacks but was there a one or one sort of thing but watching that island game they said they're going no actually there's not a lot between these top sides and that any team can win on the on the day which is which is the exciting thing um but there's I think a couple of conspiracy theories about as apparently having lost on purpose which i think is <laughs> a bit far um but yeah, I think I think it would have rocked the island boat a lot more had they lost. Had they lost, yes, like, because I think, yeah, I don't think yeah. they've also got that mental thing that whole they can't win a playoff game, they don't do well in World Cups and stuff yeah. like that. The big thing we've done is we've lost a game in the group stages and gone yeah. to win the World Cup before. We saw yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a bad app, <laughs> but we are comfortable with losing, you know, before yeah. like games, and we, we're happy to 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 know that it's towards it like the greater good right like towards yeah. you know brainstorming but, towards channeling 
whatever our lessons are, will be learned towards you know the biggest game and, and the game which is obviously going to be coming up yeah but also guys you talked about that second half and how we looked but i think marks missing marks proved how much we miss that guy when he comes on i think sure. it's it's it has disrupted us and it does make that's also why it does make me worried against france because he is that good he is our dupont equivalent almost you know um and it was yeah, shown and I, th- and I think also, to be fair i think i think also you know a lot of people were starting to write off france because of dupont now the fact that he's back we're going oh actually hang on like france will actually still be okay and it's always interesting in a 15 man 23 man game really that one player can make that much of a difference but there are certain players who are just that good you know, yeah, um, and, and I do even though the part is integral, they've still got very good players. They, the home fact we can't just knock off the home factor, and I'm and I, I don't know if we haven't gone, but like you know, Springboks, yes, we have. We seem to be building nicely, getting some nice momentum. But our two biggest tests of the year, firstly. The draw, I've said this all the time, right, Stevie? The draw, the teams we have to mm. get through to get to that final to win this thing. We've gone through Iden, now we're going to France. World Cup semi is a gimme? Yeah, right, right? <laughs> Ask New Zealand a few times. And, and then the yeah. final. And South Africa, let's face it, boys, go back the last four years. We don't put three tests, big tests in a row. We never, ever do. And we're going to need to do this now. Let's face Tonga is a big thing. We have to win it. I'm sure we will. But then we got to go again back to back, and we're not we're not playing the likes of Fiji's and Japan's along the way. We're playing three massive top tier nations, probably. Well, I mean, we're playing. We're, we're you know, it's it's at the end of the day that things are going to happen, and we're going to end up playing Italy in the quarters. So it's not going to happen, Stevie. Stevie, I'm going <laughs> to log off, son. I'm logging off. I'm not here. <laughs> Italy, Italy, Italy are about to Italy are about to go back to back. New Zealand and France top that group. We're going to play France no. and. No, what, 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 just, 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 but yeah, no, genuinely, yeah. it is, that is the one thing I think a lot of people have been saying is that if the box go back to back and they win this World Cup, there can be zero doubt about but, whether or not they're the best team. But, but my, my point is, Stevie, we've, our two biggest, biggest tests of the year was New Zealand away, the island in the World Cup pool. <laughs> like, come on, we need to put these big, these big games, we need to put these teams away, you know? Chris, our we biggest test to... of the year is on the 28th of October. Okay. All right. And okay. We can talk then. I, we can talk then. That's fine. Yeah. No. You, you make a valid point. I think the. As I said, I'm not really worried about last weekend. The that New Zealand game does, to a certain degree, sort of sit in the back, going, "Should we do have it in ourselves to to sometimes not rock up?" Um. But, I, I think the biggest thing. It, sorry. Yeah. Just to no. 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 So just to make point again about this, and it's also the end of last when we played France away, same margins. It just seems these big teams and the big cauldron under big pressure, it still feels we're like 3% getting over the line. And if we have to do it now, we've got to do it. France, what's, is England on our side of the draw? I think it's not Wales. I think it's England, Fiji. Maybe we'll play Fiji again. Well, there we go. The draw's favored us. <laughs> yeah, the draw's favored us. We, we, <laughs> I don't know if we want to play Fiji. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Fiji in a, in a World Cup semi-final, you know, it's it's it, it, put it this way: if you want to be the most hated side in the world and uh, yeah. go and, and be that one to, to yeah. knock Fiji out of the out of a World Cup final, I mean, uh, we did it against just... Japan in 2019, huh? Yeah, no, we weren't popular after that. Not popular. But, and luck, folks. And luck. At the end of the day, there can be one champion. It's us, and it's, yeah. and it's we're all in on that. No, so. we ha- we do have a great chance, Stevie. I'm just I'm just saying we just. I know we get excited. We are everyone's excited, and it's you know we this is probably the best the best team we've probably taken to a World Cup, but the hardest draw. And I'm just saying the books don't often go against top top teams. Ba 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 ba. I would love to see it. I think it's harder without marks, but let's do it. Let's see what the boys have got. Okay, so well, first things first, we've got to get past Tonga, and a bonus point win will will get us into the quarterfinals <laughs> because, and this is what everybody keeps forgetting. There is no well. This points difference is not a thing. It's head to head. So we beat Tonga on Sunday. It means that we will go up to, with the bonus point. It means we go up to fifteen points. Um, we have beaten Scotland, which means that Scotland can only who can only get a maximum of fifteen points uh, cannot go uh, ahead of us at the moment. I'll actually, I'll actually share. I'll try to see if I can share my screen yeah, and see and and and, and sort of talk through people through it. Um, I will share. In fact. 
uh, bear with me yeah people um in fact i'm being stupid i've actually got a second screen my my airbnb over here has actually got a second screen which i've been making use of so that's actually coming to cut you here so i'll bring up the pools in just a second uh, and we can have a look at exactly what the ramifications are this weekend i think some people have sort of forgotten or don't quite realize what the the stakes uh actually are yeah um, i'm super interested to see what lineups um the irish put out for that scotland game I think that's really, really they have to go full strength, no? And they they've gone that means they've gone full strength for every single pool game. Pretty much. Yeah, so this is so 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 I'm hoping that people can sort of see this. So this is well, our pool. Um so at the moment, Ireland sitting on 14 points, uh South Africa on 10 points, Scotland on five points, Tonga and Romania are currently pointless. So South Africa this weekend, go and win with a bonus point. We will move up to uh 15 i think it's 15 points there um let's give the world actually i'm gonna bring up the whole i'm actually gonna talk people through the the, the the world cup rules and we'll go through them all and so that it was the same page because uh, a lot of people have been you know talked about how points if it's a thing and stuff like that and it's it's not uh so here's here's the match point system i hope everybody is always watching is listening for win is four points a draw is two points a loss is zero points. Four or more tries is one point. A loss by seven points or less is one point. So we are sitting on 10 points. Uh, we didn't get a, a, a four tries against Scotland. So that wasn't a, a four try bonus point. But we did get a, a bonus point for coming within seven of Ireland, which is how we are on 10. Um, so we win this this weekend with a bonus point. We go up to 15 points. If Ireland beat Scotland, they top the group because they can go to 18 points regardless of what happens with their bonus point. Um, so... Scotland could go up to a max of 15 points, assuming that they beat Romania by uh, four tries this weekend, or score each four tries in, in, in the effort. So yeah, they go up to 10 points, and then they have to then beat Ireland um, to and, and prevent Ireland from getting a bonus point um, to then go through. So if we win the bonus point, we're through the Sunday. That's that's the main thing that I think people just need to focus on. So nothing to do with points difference. It's all on head-to-head, -head because if you go to the rules over here... Um, this is the rankings at the completion of the pool phase. If the completion of the pool phase, two or more teams are level on match points, then the following criteria shall be used in the following order until one of the teams can be determined as the higher ranked. The winner of the match in which the two tied teams have played each other shall be the higher ranked. The team which has the best difference between points scored for and points scored against in all its pool matches shall be ranked higher. So points difference will only be a thing if, for example, um, the the team if there's a draw so if if we are drawn to scotland and we end up with the same amount of points and they can't go that way then they will look at points difference from the pool stage but that that's, can't it's, head, it's head to head right yeah yeah so, so that's what i'm saying so that's 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 a, that's a mood point already so we were the we won five points this weekend we go through because the only way that scotland can go through is that they actually didn't knock out ireland so that's quite nice for us this weekend because we going into this weekend mm and uh if we then go and um get our bonus point win for example we're through and we don't actually have to worry about the next weekend you know we we are not um we're not playing next weekend we've got the weekend off and ironically um then then ireland as i said they have to go full strength for for next weekend because scotland can um knock them out so yes and say steve why are people saying i can throw the game in order for the box to get knocked out of all teams end on 15. um so that's so that, that circumstance so that the points difference would come into is with yeah is if, if if all three teams that is the only one way if all three teams finishes on 15 points so ireland get a losing bonus point scotland get a winning bonus point um and um then we all finish on 15 then points difference can become uh, a factor but now we're looking at some pretty big scenarios so for that to happen it would mean that scotland will have to score um four tries or more against ireland i mean but ireland would either have to score four tries as well or or else um score four tries or else come within seven points despite scotland scoring four tries <laughs> so it's some wild math that has to happen because then so if eight lose tries in the point, game Eight tries in the eight game. Eight tries in the game. Ireland have to <laughs> lose by by more than seven. Uh, by by more than seven. Yeah, because then, okay, because yeah, then yeah, so otherwise, because otherwise, otherwise they'll finish on sixteen points. Scotland finish on fifteen points, and then we'll knock them out by hit by head to head. So first half, first team, four tries, and then just throw it. 
Yeah, apparently that is that that would be the <laughs> the case. Um, Guys, I think we island and South could go through, right? I think that's happening, yeah, right? So, it's, <laughs> yeah, so it is mathematically possible for us to to, yeah. to, 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 to not qualify despite winning this weekend. Incredibly unlikely, though, as I said. It's, it's, there's a lot of different, it's, there's a lot that would have to happen because, as I said, you can't, I can't just throw the game because I have to get a point out of it one way or another. Yeah. yeah. So, as Dad says, that, it would have to be score four tries and then just. That's what I meant by them playing that. I didn't mean have to win, but surely making sure they get over, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. So, I mean, Ireland, Ireland, Ireland basically cool. need, they score, they score four tries and one of them, um, and 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 they and they and they lose within seven, for example, they go up sixteen points. Um, so yeah, but um, so here's to say I saw on the rugby analyst channel if Scotland beat us on points different box get knocked out. No, points difference. I've just read the rules there. So and this is the problem with a lot of people haven't actually read the rules. It's not points difference first. The first thing is head to head. So that's what I said. The first thing when it comes to the rankings is the winner of the match in which the two tighties have played each other shall be the higher ranked. So points difference is only a factor. If that can't determine it, so yes, as, as we just try to explain now, it could become into it, but there's a hell of a lot that has to happen for points difference to actually uh, come into this. So, bottom line is go and beat Tonga with 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 about, about a couple of tries. At the moment, we're sitting with an 86 points uh, difference. Yes, Scotland will probably run in quite a few tries against Romania, but um, they're currently sitting, you know, what 70 70 odd points behind us. So they'd have to make that up between Romania and Scott and, and Ireland um, if we were to have this very weird mathematical anomaly. So I think we should be pretty okay because, I mean, I'm looking at a 20, 30-point win this weekend would be what I'm expecting from the box, really, which would put us at well over points of well over 100. Um, so Did you say from the box? From the box, yeah. Not Lee box. The, no, <laughs> Lee box. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so that is that is how it will work in terms of the pools and stuff like that so yes mathematically not confirmed that we get into the quarterfinals on sunday but but all just all but really um but then yeah that island versus scotland game basically becomes a a quarterfinal before a quarterfinal a last 16 clash i suppose in terms of the football uh things but uh let's talk about this weekend then and let's talk about the team we have gone with a very strange team we do not have a single player in the team who played hooker for the uh, club <coughs> in this past year. Uh, we have got a number eight and number seven. We have got uh, somebody who's playing just his fourth, third, his third ever game at professional level at 13. We have got a scrum off on the wing again. Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have, which is a nice little throw around. Um, You've got a five-three split, which is pretty, which is pretty weird from a from a block perspective. And uh, yeah, and Vincent Cox so, starting. And Vincent, Vincent <laughs> starting. Yeah, so it's a lot of it's a lot of strange things happening on Sunday, which don't usually happen. So if nothing else, Chris, you're missing a very strange block game, you know, because there's, there's <laughs> I'll some be very strange rugby decisions at the same time, some very normal rugby decisions, which are I'm not trying to decide which one's more surprising. Well, well, that's what we've been saying since I've been joining you, right? We've said this every week. We the book team, we've all, almost all been surprised every book team every week, barring that strong team against New Zealand and Pori Island, right? The team, you're never quite sure what Jacques and Rusty were going to put out. So it's definitely not surprising. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling you, I should be, we should be worried about Tonga, but because you say, I mean, I, when it comes down to this, I'm trusting the coaches that they, they know what they're doing. And I think our team has full of self belief and the ability. It is obviously it is a bit yeah it does feel like uh, strange but i don't i don't see it costing us um but it's going to be interesting but of course it's going to obviously yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how pollard goes of course where we are at half time are we you know are we grinding it out the half time or are we looking fluid or not you know i like that moody's back i still think he should be playing over krill at this stage i know people disagree but I just think he offers yeah, more. So, you, would you start Katie Moody at 13 in a quarter yes. final against France? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think Moody's, I, don't know, I think he's a better player than Krill. And I think he offers more with the Diolando. Diolando and Krill are too one dimensional for me. They just get lined up and see you later. And it's Lebok that finds our outside backs. And so, we don't, <laughs> we don't have Lebok. Well, 
there we there we are. We'll see what happens. I'd rather have Moody there, but I don't. He's not going to pick Moody now. I think right, unless there's an injury to Creel. So yeah, but that's just my thoughts. I don't see Fumian at seven. I think didn't Fumian play seven? So when, seven I do, when, I my, when I originally did my team release video, I said I can't remember him having done that. Uh, apparently, it's his third time he's played for the box <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a number seven jersey. The last time was 2018. Yeah, so he has so no, before, um, but yes, I remember yeah. playing there for Cheetahs and Province. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, uh, no, domestic, domestically he has before, but yeah. the box he's only done it twice. Yeah. yeah, so not too worried about that one. Hookers, well, well, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, Grant yeah. Williams. I, I love Grant Williams. I think he's a lucky little player. So interested to you know, have a little bit of fun on the wing. I mean, everyone was, you know, questioning Cannon Moody at thirteen because you know people were saying, yeah, I played Bull and Lundbo, but now he's coming up against you know Rico Yuani. Apparently, he was also he was also a wing at school. So. I mean that's our that's our decision making criteria now at the box. If they if they played it at school, it's good enough for us, you know. So basically, we probably would be playing Tabalfman at, at at ten because he played there back back in the day. You know that stat that every single commentator brings out every single time that the big lock makes an offload is oh he actually played at uh, ten at school. So <laughs> we would we would actually do it. We would sit there and say right. But it's it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. I think look look. I mean, I was at the game against Romania, and look, Grant Williams looked very comfortable. Again, it's Romania, so it it's was Romania, yeah. Um, the big thing is that, and some people are saying this: is this Tonga game? It's Tonga. And look, to be fair, I don't think it's the same Tonga of old. You know, I think Tonga back in the day, Samoa back in the day, were they still very big teams? I mean, the Tongan captain on these 150 kgs, so they're not small. But I think that they're better rugby players these days, and they don't necessarily just pick the size. They're actually picking players who got a bit of a better skill set, and they're better rugby players. So, whilst they're not—I mean, it'll be stupid to say it's not going to be a physical contest. I don't think it's, you know, the same as it used to be about 16 years ago, 16, 20 years ago, where it wasn't as professional, and you just had these massive Tongan guys who would just come out, and it was basically injury central. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, a lot of the, about this weekend is about protecting players, you know, so. so you know, somebody was saying that Grant Williams has basically, you know, been put there to make sure that Ches and Colby and Kirk Lawrence uh, don't get injured. And I, don't, I think that's a bit extreme because uh, I think, look, to a certain degree, obviously they are going to raise players. And, and you know, regardless of whether you're playing Tonga or not, the risk of injury is there. But I mm. don't think that it's the same sort of Tonga situation that we might have had 12 years ago where it was just, you know, the injuries were such a big concern because they weren't necessarily the best rugby playing team, but they had these big boys that were putting in some big hits. Um, I think these days, I think a lot of the Pacific Island teams are much better ranked teams. They've got far better players, um, and they've got more professional players who are a bit fitter, a bit faster around the park. And I think that's why Fiji, for example, are starting to compete as well. Tonga started to play better rugby. They're, they're no longer just this brute force team. They've actually got players with skill sets a bit smaller, but a bit better on a, on a rugby sense. So, Dan, do you think we're do you think we're protecting anybody, or and 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 do we need to protect players? Um, no, I, I don't think physically. Um... I guess if there's a question mark on Ken and Moody, maybe it would be on defense at the wing. I haven't really seen that because we didn't see it against Romania. Um, but I think otherwise, the, the only way we would be protecting players is actually match fitness. I think the one um, maybe surprise for me was um, Sia starting. I thought they might give him a rest, um, given that he's pretty much since Wales um since he came back from injury he's been playing non-stop um with that said i think he'll probably go off just after half time and he did only play i think for five minutes in the last yeah, game yeah that is the thing that they have he has been they have been bringing him off which which they often do he very rarely plays a full 80 but um, yeah, even yeah. now in the world cup you can see they've been managing his minutes for sure and, and i think having what we definitely uh, i think we missed a, a captain in usually we have Dwayne for for 80 when he's off right i do i do think we missed that figure without him, like without being disrespectful to Bongi, he hasn't played in the captain's role nearly as much as either of them. Um, and I think that, so I don't think we're hiding any players. I'm, I'm, I think if anything, um, it'll just be the legs that we're trying to save. But for the most part, we're trying to give this team is picked based off of who's most likely to have to come into knockout games come in the future it's why we've picked pollard starting it's why you know dion Ferree is starting and markham Starling is going to come off the bench for him it's mm -hmm. why we we're giving you know even just even it's some legs after his injury 
Sia, Dwayne, we're not sure if Dwayne's going to play. So Makazola Mapimpi might be coming in, Andre Estes, and these are all people that are just like our next slot-ins, right, in, in perhaps vulnerable positions. Um, so I think that's a large portion of how this team was picked. You know, it doesn't make complete sense when you read it out loud, but uh, mm. given the context, I think it does. It is very weird that we've, we're have we talking about the game before quarterfinals and we're still experimenting. You know, we're still finding out information on players. You know, can Markham and Starden do a job at hooker? I mean, you, you, you traditionally never, even your tier two teams probably haven't, um, you know, been like, are sitting there going, well, can the flank play at hooker? And if not, <laughs> should we try them in the World Cup? You know, like it's it's a bizarre, <laughs> it's a bizarre thing that 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 the current world champions and one of the best teams of the world are in a World Cup and experimenting and still trying to you know, move players. I mean, it's a, it, it, some people are saying it's great innovation. Some people are saying it's it's silly. And at the end of the day, I suppose the proof is in the pudding. You know, we go on to win the World Cup and this becomes a masterclass, but you lose the World Cup and, and how quickly do people sit there mm. saying, well, what do you expect? You're playing a scrum off on the wing, a, a, a flank in the, at, at hooker, and, you know, you're, you're picking a, a number well, 10 that's got a bad goal-kicking record in an international suit. So there's a lot of uh, room for error, but high-risk, high-reward, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but I like I think I said last week. I still thought we'll that might not. It still might cost us a game. You know, he's got a guy out of position that does something daft and costs. But uh, I'm still worried about it. That guy, no bang on the block. I mean, I, I was. I don't want to drop the block, but it could still be the kicking. And I don't want to do a ref bash, but that you know that ball is coming out. We score a ref decision. And I'm not. I'm not blaming the ref for the loss, but like I still think these margins. I think the team is good enough that these guys can probably do the jobs required. Um, but I still, I just hope it's not going to come back and bite us. Yeah. Well, this, I mean, I don't think we've seen anyone make that mistake yet. And it could still be out there. And it just takes that one small mistake. But I don't think we've yet to, I mean, for example, Dion Free had one skew throw, which I thought was incredibly harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, and it would have been quick to sit there and say, oh, you see, he's not a hook. He's not, he hasn't been playing hooker, so he got a skew thrown. But I don't think we've yet to see the players who are playing out of position really struggle to a certain to, to a degree with and saying, mm, that's why. Obviously, the goal-kicking thing continues to be a, a, a problem, but that's not necessarily a, 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 an easy fix. Unfortunately, we're not, with the way our team is like, I mean, I was at the All Black Stadium around today, and they had, Richie Mwanga had a kicking tee, Bowden Barrett had a kicking tee, Damien McKenzie had a kicking tee, Jordy Barrett didn't miss a kick. I mean, he just walked from one side of the field to the other side of the field, back and forth, and he didn't miss a beat. Yeah. He's back in a big way. Aaron Smith mm. grabs a kicking tee and was having, I think it was Antonina Brown was having a couple of, of kicks of goal. But they've got Antonina four Brown. goal kickers in the likes of the two Barris, your McKenzie, your, your Richie Mwanga, who have all you've all got pretty good records. I mean, when Bowden Barris would be on last 85% kickers. Yeah. You know, uh, but, so, so they're blessed in that regard. We just don't have that. But, but do you guys know why Damien Phillips was kicking at goals last year, right? I'm sure. Why is he uh, end of behind? Year, end of year tour, yeah. yeah, why is he behind even Faf and LeBoc? Like, well, I know LeBoc's standing up and wanting to take. Yeah, I, I know. Another thing is, another thing for me is, if I was LeBoc, I wouldn't be walking off of any practice field, even though it took me five hours until I was at eighty percent kicking. I, I don't know why he just practices until his bloody foot falls off. Like why is he missing? Maybe is I don't understand it. Like, I mean, he he could be practicing that way, right? We don't know. It could be just yeah. on the stage all of a sudden that, that's not happening. Aren't you spying? Aren't you doing team spies? You're, you're the See, local spy. That's my there. problem. I'm 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 chasing. I've been chasing. We've been chasing the cool matches. You know, we're not we're not oh, really right. on the ground watching the box. We've been, we've been we've been watching other people. I think we also <laughs> have partially. You know what I found very bizarre? All of a sudden, you know, previously. We think of long distance kickers, Francis Stein, Mornay Stein. Both could just bomb it at like an 80%, mm. right? From 50 yeah. meters easily. And now all of a sudden, we're picking not our first string kicker. Yes, Fav can kick it far, but he's not our first string kicker. So he, he's already at like a 65%, 70% conversion rate. And we're giving him 50 plus meter kicks. Like you're setting him up for disaster, A. Eh? And it felt like our <clears throat> management was trying to prove a point that we can still beat teams. By kicking, by out kicking you, when it was a lot of the decisions were much more obvious to go and maul it. I think we only mauled, you know, three times the entire match. So I felt like we were trying to send a message and go for like weird kicks. I mean, even think back to that Scotland kick that Money took. 
there was no ways he was getting there. He missed it by, you know, he was 10 meters shy. And that's not money's fault. That was the decision made upon him. I, I, like, I think the decisions around our kicking, it's like we're refusing to admit that it's a potential weakness of us. And people was just, you know, it's not money's not the scapegoat. We just happen to not have Rich Moanga, Jordy Barrett, Bowden Barrett, mm. you know, Damian McKenzie, who are all 85 plus percentage kickers. We just don't have that. And that's not money's fault. It doesn't have to be the farm. It's just that's it's, you assume that's his fault, mm. right? So I just think we need to get out of this. Like, it's like almost we, we're not scared to break. Like, you know, we, we so we wanted to stay with the Bach mentality, which is, you know, beat them physically, get three points, you know, score and then, and then score one or two loose tries again instead of like, okay, maybe we need to actually score three tries now, even against the island, you know? Yeah, but was, was it just me? I found Fuff's kick took for ages to get there. I was like, God, like, it was like a slow death. It wasn't, I watched it it. wasn't far, eh? That first, and then it I mean, just, it literally, literally it hit, like, hit the crossbar. Yeah, slid down the ball. I was like, ah, we need... Just so we needed you to step up and although the, I wasn't the, backing the him at 50 is, meters, I didn't feel yeah, that he the was. Second, the second one that he had had the distance, but just just slid far, just yeah. down to the right. But they weren't actually far away to give him to give him his due. And it's amazing how yeah. if he does get those two, everyone sits up and says, "Oh shit!" But now the whole conversation is about 11 points missed, right? Yeah. When, as you're saying, they were like objectively they're not bad kicks, but now the whole conversation is about the bad kicking because we remember that he missed it that, and he could have hit that's it. What, that, that's why, I mean, I know this has come because we say, oh, the kicking, everyone's like, the kicking, the kicking. But the, the three games, when it comes to three games, yes, it might come down to kick. I, I'm not going to write that off for sure. But yeah. We're not there yet. Like, Marnie got five or six out of six brilliant, all kicked from everywhere, took him. And, Used to say he just doesn't bring that form in. Like I back him. He obviously backed himself. That's what Shark said. You're stepping up with that team. You wanted to kick them. And you that's what I would like to see. If my guy backed himself like that, you know, because he can kick them. It's just so odd how he can kick at them and he can't kick them. And like. this is the thing, you know, he's not a bad goal kicker. This is what John Dobson was saying as well. He said he said yeah. he said the biggest thing is he said he is but Dobson basically he actually gave a really good interview too. I think it was um, off the ball. Um, and he was saying that he would he would really like to see them try and build an innings, you know. So you get that penalty in the first five minutes, and it's by, and it's in front of goals. Take the three points, even if you're in your twenty-two. Yeah. You know, you get that penalty five or six meters to the right, but but in a pretty good position. Take the three points. Let him start nailing a few, because then all of a sudden you start nailing a few. Then the one that is on the touchline after a try, or the one that is forty-five meters out. You know, he's sitting there saying, "Well, I'm I'm sitting at four from four here. I'll take it on." Because um, yeah. I think that he is he is a player of of, of confidence. There are certain players who, who are yeah. like that. You, um, you know what it was? If you think of all the tests he's played, this was by far his biggest game, right? And he must have had nerves. Mm. He probably you can see that's why he's not out about. He we forget yeah, how fun. young he yeah. is in his test career. I mean, yeah. You, but if you, look, if you go like look Sam, back Sam, now, Sam I've watched, I was watching with the he's, team. Yeah, he was. He was. He was rushing. He was. It must have got to him, and I'm hoping that this is the one out of his system. If you, if they continue to start him, I'm sure he's going to be in the mix of the 23 for the rest of the club. I mm. can't see that not happening. But I well, think so I'm let's, hoping. Let's, 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 yeah, I want. I want. I want. I want. I want. So I want to move. We're going to move to our betting segment there because we're already we're already about 15 minutes left. <laughs> I'm going to move to the betting segment, and when I come back, I want to have the Pollard versus the Buck debate. We'll do that for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, so okay. if you, everybody's in the comments, that's going to come up. Put them in the comments now. But before then. Chris, chat to us. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going on nicely with our with our leans the other week. We on a we out of ten out of eleven uh, punt predictions in the last four weeks. So going very nicely. We had Ireland in the first half cap, um, which came in. They were leading half time, and somehow another squeaky bum one. Um, but Argent uh, Argent's won by thirteen. So our half a point tax took, took us home again. So we've cruised up to a nice twenty. 20 win and 10 loss record, plus 23.2 units on the season, crawling back up to the 80% return on investment. So pretty, pretty happy with that. The song may continue. Had a look today, you know, again, with the markets and odds available from Boyles, I've, you would have noticed I've used the second half high scoring a few times because I've used it in my personal bet and, and it's worked. So I'm going to stick to it. And I'm going to, instead of using singles, I'm going to take a little bit of a higher value or higher odds play here and combine two of them um, to get a 2 to 1 or 3.0 decimal uh, odds with this double. And I like the Fiji and the Argentina game to be second half. I, 
I think Fiji and Georgia can be actually quite tight. And Fiji, again, second halves are generally statistically our highest score in most of the time because they, they open up, the team that do open up, even though you would say this team hasn't, but Fiji's games have been going second half highest scoring anyway this World Cup. And Argentina versus Chile, I see the same. I think you'll see a, a high pumped up Chile first half performance and they'll fade away in the second half and the, the, the tries will come. So I quite like that if you're going to pick out two second highest scoring games, yeah, these two are the ones that stuck out for me. So let's combine them. We've got a nice profit. Let's use some of our profit. We'll go up a juicy six, what, seven, seven units there if we, uh, five units if we go up. So let's let's build. And if we get this, this one comes in, it'll be a very nice, big, juicy win for the rest of the season. So yeah, if you're following, good luck. Yeah, well, I want to put my money there, uh, which I actually haven't been able to do because I've been so busy. So I'm going to get back into it this weekend. So as always, a big shout out to Boiler Sports, who are the, the, the show sponsor uh, for tonight. And uh, we'll be helping us power our entire Rugby World Cup campaign, including our watch along, which starts in, well, the watch along is actually live. The game, though, Japan versus Mo, which should be quite a cool one, starts in just over an hour's time. And obviously, we'll be live over the weekend. Uh, you've got Italy versus New Zealand tomorrow night. Lots of games on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so big shout out to to Boyle Sports uh, as well as as um, as Bit Defender who who are, are are powering our stream. But uh, yeah, this show is brought to you by uh, Boyle Sports. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and get yourself a Boyle Sports account. Um, that is all it looks like over on the website. That's all the branding stuff that you're looking for. So uh, yeah, go get yourself a, a thousand rand welcome bonus up to 100 percent of your first deposit match, for example, and plenty of other. Um, bonuses and bet boost over the weekend which we'll be talking about a little bit later right so chris thank you very much hopefully that'll all come and uh and, and land uh this weekend and we can talk yeah about it'll be a nice one weekend. but uh let's turn our attention to uh, the big debate and we're gonna have to try and uh, actually compound this into into 10 minutes because uh, i'm very interested to see what some of the comments have to say honjay pollard is back this weekend and um the coaching staff have been very quick to say we can't expect a lot from him. He's played, you know, 50 minutes of rugby since May. Coming back from injury, you know, yes, he's been there, he's done that, but you know, he, he's it's it's we can't expect too much. Dan, what can we expect from him, and what does he have to do this weekend for you to then back him in the quarterfinals? Should we make it? Um, I think the thing I'm most excited about is actually just seeing Hundred Pollard in a Springbok jersey. Right? Let's just take a moment to actually enjoy seeing one of our best players in the last you know 10 years um actually you know don the jersey again it's going to be exciting to see see that obviously bring something completely different to money very direct it'll be interesting to see having just come back from injury is he going to still stick with that is he going to try and adapt to like a different you know box system that's been you know come out um I don't know. I see him and Money at least for the quarterfinals, both being in the in the twenty three. I don't know which way around it's going to be. I don't know what has to happen unless, I, to be honest, the way unless Money has like an uh, incredible like you know mishap, I still see Money starting the um, the quarterfinal. You know, obviously, assuming we get through. Um, I still see money starting the quarterfinal, but I don't see Pollard missing out on a 23 for the rest of the World Cup. So whether that's starting so or not... is that the he, end of the 6-2 split then? Well, Pollard can play 12, and it's frustrating now because Damien's just... He had a great game against Ireland. I think, I mean, no more 7 split. I didn't have confidence in it last week. I, 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 didn't, I, don't, I think 6-2 is impactful enough when used correctly. Um, maybe it is the end of um, the 6-2, but I think we can still make a 6-2 happen with Andre on the bench, but I think unless there, and unless there's another um, money mishap, I think Andre is, um, you know, he's going to be around, and I think money's also going to be around bar something crazy going on, but I'm just excited, I'm excited to see him. Right, Chris, and you you think it doesn't matter what Paulo does on uh, on on Sunday if you want to win the World Cup, Libok has to start. <laughs> yes, because I know that 
it's it's obvious there's a different there's a different book team out there with the book playing at ten. Just go watch him. His heads up. He's always looking for your options. He's, it's a different. He's finding those guys. He brings Williams into the game like he does for Storm. He brings Orange. He's a completely different player, and the books are are creating more of the stats. I think are there the offloads creating more opportunities. Just if Pollard was fit, <laughs> it would be so interesting, right? Like if he was actually coming and he's that he's mm. played rugby. It's a whole different story. But the fact that the guy's played, what, three games this year? I don't know. I, can't, I mean, he was playing Premiership rugby. Well, the last couple of months, right? I feel a lot more comfortable if Pollard was rearing to go. I don't not back that he can come in and probably, is that probably good enough to come in and, and do it? I'm just worried that the books have been playing all this time with the book now and this way. Like, my thing is, I don't know what the books are with Pollard. Yes, you play in Tonga. Um, is that going to be the, the judge? Because barring Lebok gets his kicks, we, we beat Ireland. You know, we've created so many. We didn't take opportunities we would take. I think we were in more war. So why would you not keep Lebok? Like, we're good enough with Lebok to go all the way. So I think it's, I think it's nice. Have, look, don't worry, I think it's nice having Pollock around because you know, the book's got to stay upright. He's got to stay fit. You know, um, and he, you know, if he'll be there. So I think let's let's see how Pollard gets. Let's let's. I don't want to judge. I, I, he's done such great service. You know, he has. Um, I just enjoy and pref and I, I prefer the way the books have been playing. But I can be saying that's just my opinion because I want us to win as well, right? And that rugby style that we traditionally really good at has got us over the line. But I just think that's against smaller packs, like I said, Japan's and the facts that we can dominate and we dominated England. I think if we with giving us more options in the background is better for Springbok rugby. I think it gives us a better chance in this World Cup. But again, personal opinion, let's I hope Pollock goes well. I hope he brings a headache. He's clearly is or has always one been part of the picture, you know, um, bringing him back as as we are. It's not like he's maybe not as important, okay. He's out the squad. He hasn't made the World Cup shame. He is that important. So let's see how he goes, and I think both him and Pollard will be um, in the 23 in the, when we get to the quarterfinal, and it'll be interesting to see what, what route Jocks and Rassi take. Yeah, well, it's an interesting concept because, I mean, somebody who would actually probably almost become expendable with it if we were to go Pollard on the bench would be Billy LaRue, who two months ago, I couldn't see a 23 without him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that's what Monty Lebok has done, is that he's brought in someone who's at first receiver who can bring in the rest of the back line. Some people are saying that they reckon Billy LaRue plays. You know, last weekend, maybe he gets the he gets Kurt Lawrence and Jason Colby more involved, and all of a sudden that, um, you know, all of a sudden that maybe they could be scoring tries and stuff. So it is, it, again, what we want to see a headache, don't we? We want to see a team selection that we sit there going mm, would like to see him but at the same time can't argue with that you know you want to have you want to be in a situation where you can debate players who are playing very well and and you're leaving somebody out you're trying to choose a better of the two good players as opposed to you know choosing the yeah. less of the two evils you know or the, good, or the best of a bad bunch yeah, yeah no, it is a nice problem to have well, maybe. Uh, it's an interesting problem to have because yeah. you know, we, we've not really been here recently yeah because yeah, because we were talking a few months ago, right? The book wasn't in the picture as the book played. Mm -hmm. It wasn't supposed to be this way <laughs> in <laughs> a year ago, right? <laughs> so yeah, we are with the book playing this type of brand of rugby that's introduced something that's different to books and has been winning. Um, I think, well, like I said, like it depends on the what what dominance we can get in the forwards and the, the that physical game, that typical book game. I think what I'm kind of also saying is that if we don't. We will get less opportunities probably to score tries, which means obviously Pollard has to be banging this. Like he did, like how we won previous, put the bang this kicks board, build that scoreboard pressure. I'm just hoping Pollock's fit enough that we can come in, that we get those opportunities, because that game plan, let's face it, boys, with is ref orientated as well. We need ref, we need penalties to go our way as well. We could have we've had we we ran into Wayne Barnes last day against France and look what happened. Mm. We, that's what I'm worried about. It just feels like a completely different route we need to take. I wish it was one so we could just focus on that and hope we executed it. But yeah. I, I just, it's, it's, it's just going to be very, it's going to look different. We could, we could see two types of Springboks, you know, really attacking the goal line and, and trying to get it, use our wider channels and bringing in our wings and our, and our like quite expansive back three. 
into it for 50 minutes and then you might see a you know a Lebok for um Pollard swap around the 50 55 and then it's all about the bomb squad and mauling and getting points right that's when we're winning the most penalties in the last yeah. you know 40 percent of the game that's when we expect to win the last most of our penalties that's when we want to utilize our forward pack the most and what's most important at that point is us converting those malls and when we get penalties converting I'm, kicks I'm, yeah I'm, i see people say i'm not blaming the boring game plan it's like we're gonna, <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna, are we gonna cry like 99 when we bring skin scatter when he when he hasn't played and we lose like if, if it's if pollard's not up to it i'm that's what i'm worried about he just might not be i'm gonna back him but he might have a sh really bad game because we brought him in because the bot can't kick and then he has a shocker, and then we all. To be fair, but that's what that's what the female coaches have been saying. They're basically saying, yeah. they said, "Listen, this guy's coming back from injury. Like, you know, we know what yeah, he can exactly. do. Well, that's my point. But yeah, we've got well, no that's... idea what he will do. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, Pollard comes in on Sunday, doesn't miss a beat, and he sits there and he's back. Then we go to. Then that's, we can that's, the thing. That's, the, that's what I actually wanted to ask. What if he has a blinder, right? What if he gets to sixty? Yeah. Where do where but do we had we had these question marks about Sia Khaleesi. Everybody would, you know, because he'd done it before. People were sitting there saying, "Well, you know, we back him to be okay." But I mean, he came into that 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 using again the Wilds game, you know, during those games, and then we sat there going, "This guy hasn't played rugby in sort of six to seven months." And everybody was everybody was sitting there saying, "Is he going to be fit? You know, is he going to look good?" And he started that Wales game like a house on fire, and you were like, "Okay, cool, so he's back." Yeah. So it can happen, but at the same time, you know, some players have taken take take a while to get back going when when they when they come back from injury. I think I think the only way that Pollard secures a starting place. In a quarterfinal, is if he hits a no look cross kick to the wing. <laughs> or that on his weaker foot. On his weaker foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think that's more dangerous pass and stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be throwing he's gonna be throwing the wildest passes. We have never gonna see a Pollard like this again. You know, man, no, man's no. And, then, and then we're gonna sit there thinking, is this the evolution of Pollard? And then he's gonna start missing tackles and be like, oh, okay, so we sacrificed just, the defensively solid Pollard for, for the flare. Yeah, speaking of ball sports, put down a bet for two in intercept tries for Tonga this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Those miracle, like 50 meter, like throw that down, down yeah. there. But, he's gonna be like doing like you're through the legs shit and stuff. He's gonna be bringing out all the bags of tricks. Uh, yeah, right, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm also no. I'm also just a quick one. Just on that, I was about to mention the access, and I this of 10, 12, 13, and uh, this is where I'm going to say like this way. If you're not having Moody, which we should, this is I think Arm also kind of. We, I think Billy and Arm are quite imperative. Well, we've played really well when they've been there when Pollard's been the anchor at ten, right? And I think still the way. They, you know, Billy conducts that that backline and arm is to Diolande. I don't like the Creole Diolande. I don't think they're doing it solid, but I worry if it's Paula Diolande and Creole. Ah, I just don't know how much how much we're going to unless we completely dominate in the head. I'd worry how much opportunities we're going to get because guys, just remember we've had that. Box were not a very good attacking team. We've got to face it, guys. We weren't. We don't create a lot of opportunities. And what, what about what about Pollard, Diolendi, Kanan. There we go. There we go. I I would have I would if you're gonna have a Lendi, not Orange. Well, the thing that everyone's asking is, would have... is actually what about a Libok Pollard Creole access, for example, or or or, or, or but basically Pollard inside center. You know. Yeah, well, I, like... I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm saying like yeah. I'm not even saying arm because he, he's out, and I'm, I'm saying like that type of player. Yeah, but that's no. the same. So, but what about Leibok and Pollard in the same no. at the same time? No, Pollard must have been no, not a twelve. No, no, I'm not. I'm not entertaining that. Yeah, I think if you underestimate Damien Dillon, watching that happen, you you've got a tear in your eye. Imagine Andre Estes. He could probably sit there and go, shit, okay, Damon Hedlund, he did win a World Cup. He is probably one of the best inside centers in the world. Okay, this sucks. And then Polo's just like, okay, cool, dude. I'm just here for the vibes. Like, I'm going to go quickly play ahead of you. I don't... This, but my thing is, it was great in the first half, right? But I, I might have been... Maybe it's my eyes, but I thought he got a little bit... Plums, but not so good in the second half. He was a bit tired. I don't know if he needed... That was a time to replace him. But I didn't... I mean, he, he was bashing, bashing up, but... Dixon got up, I don't got up. It's all I, I know when you go forward ball, but this is what I'm saying. 
there's a little bit extra somewhere in that back. I'm not saying it's the lender's fault, but I, that's what I. That's why for me, Lebok and Moody, at least Lebok, one of Lebok and Moody need to be in that back line for me. Like, okay, just so, to give it that so, so basically what I'm hearing from this show is that this is going to be the back line for the quarterfinal. It's Grant Williams at nine, Fafa at <laughs> ten. Sorry, sorry, Jaden Hendricks at nine, Fafa at ten, uh, Mapimpi and Grant Williams is the two wings. Inside center, Pollard. Outside center, Kane Moody <laughs> with uh, with Willemse at fullback. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Weird. Like, is predictable. I, no, I still think. I still think. Just Jake Quill. Jake Quill. I still. I still think Damien Williams is our best twelve. Anyway, he, if he was twelve, whoever's at ten, Williams should be twelve. I mean, you can still. Have, yeah, I still I, think. I, also, I think I'm he also, offers I'm far more. Damien Williams to fan at twelve, and I'm I'm yeah. chuffed because Kalan's back for the Stormers, so we're going to see Williams. Oh yeah. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I mean, they're going to come last in the URC because the Lions are winning it this Pops. year. But... <laughs> It'll be fun to watch. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you very much. Before we go, uh, I just want some score predictions for you guys. What do we reckon? Yeah, no, Steve, you haven't talked Italy, New Zealand, man. I'm really look, I was looking forward to the to that one. Okay, so let's do a quick quick talk about... Uh, okay, so Italy versus New Zealand tomorrow night. Italy are winning. So, Chris, how what is it going to do to the New Zealand camp? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. Italy, yeah, the same. They know they can't even win a lottery with the winning ticket. They have the winning ticket, bro. I don't know what they... Michelle Lamora said this the tomorrow's game is like dessert and they're looking for the cherry on top of the cake, dude. He's in. He's locked in. <laughs> no, well, I don't I, I do not see Italy winning one one, but they might give them a game, but I don't see that's not happening. They might maybe France. No, no, no. Italy don't win these tests. They lose them by 30. Who do you think they're more likely to beat? The All Blacks or France? None. France probably no, no. France. I think France and I were just too focused. Not, it's, not, it's not like a random dead rub of Six Nations games. It's like the only time that Italy kind of have a chance to win a test. This is more meaningful. But well, then again, France through to play their second. It depends what team France play out because I think France combinations are quite. But we've seen that when they put out different combinations, they're not nearly as fluid. That's why Dupont is very very key. So it will be. Be very interesting to see actually what teams they end up putting out there on that game last game i think they might you know what i don't i actually don't i think italy will give them a really good game in that last game but i, they, I, dan, I think it, i think all blacks will be too much for them okay so so dan if the all blacks are too much what is it what is a good result for Italy tomorrow you know what what what, what, what would be a score line where you can sit there and sit there and say well actually Italy gave them a real good go i think they'll happy to be within 15. I, I think yeah. they could, it's like a you know call it a double losing bonus point in psychologically yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, you know if I you, you know you, you two two quick tries and you could have won or two yeah particularly <laughs> particularly because the All Blacks have named such a strong squad yeah and, and, okay. and Jordan Barrett back are, are are key if it was still Anton Leonard and Fafin around there and three Lucy's uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's just, Mac on the bench as well yeah. But you know, so they played last night. They, they, I, I watched that game. It, it did run them quite close for 60 minutes. But then, for me, if again, it's just one of those when the when the when the cream rises to the top and they want to put the foot on their burners, they go. I mean, yes, we could call a fuzzy team and it's New Zealand, but with the, I think an All Black struck the first this first team this team win at full full going of almost 100 percent is going to not it's he's not stopping them. No way. Right, a word, a word on Sam Whitelock, who's uh, said to become the most capped All Black ever. Um, to this oh, I don't like that. King McCall, at, nah. I like Whitelock, but Richie's the man. He deserves it. Ah, he can't yeah, but, but but it. Well done to Whitelock. Yeah, well done to him. It just, it just feels like McCall just deserved to have that, that honor, that, that record, right? Yeah. But a bit of a silent assassin, isn't it? I mean, you, you think of players you've played for such a long time and the all-time greats. Sam Whitelock, and I mean, in many ways, I think some people always look. Brady Italic was a former World Player of the Year, so it was. I think it was not that I don't think Sam Whitelock ever played in a shadow, but I think I mean to think, would you? How often do you put Sam Whitelock into one of the greatest players ever debate? And yet, no, well, next weekend, if he plays, 150 caps. Yeah, and also the Crusaders. He's massive for the Crusaders. Yeah. At Super Rugby, yeah. when he's not playing a different team, he's like, like we said, some players are like 10 points a team, like Tupo to Australia and the Reds, DuPont to France. Whitelock is 10 points to the Crusaders in Super Rugby. So we have to give him that credit. Yeah. A different ball game when he's playing. And for yeah, New Zealand, I mean, that he's 
Like he's really crept up. Crazy. Yeah, and and, how, and only does it speak to the class of of Vitalik and Whitelock, or the lack of younger talent that you know all these years later was? I mean, look, Whitelock's had to be relegated onto the bench because Scott Barrett is, is, has been able to bench somebody for the first time in in a while. But I mean, Vitalik and Whitelock have been the mainstay since. Pfft, yeah, it's definitely not a lack of talent. You've never thought, you know, that's their, that's where they're lacking in a New Zealand side, right? Is four and five. We, we've never had that conversation since 2011, essentially, when, when they've been on the scene. I think they've been keeping a lot of talent out and being a lock in the last 10 years in New Zealand must have been tough. Yeah, no, it's not, it kind of been fun. It's like being a flanker but, for, for South Africa anytime. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, but then the twilight. I actually, I'm actually to rack my brain. Who's who's the up and comers to replace them? I haven't actually really seen an outstander. Stephen Luatua moved countries. They talk about viewer was it is it Bai? But he's not really. Uh, yeah, he's the, he's the next one. He's 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 like twenty three years old. So I suppose in theory, yeah, I, he, I like him. Only, I like they've, him. Only, they've only brought four locks to the World Cup. Actually, it's yeah. it's those three and and two Bai. But that but that. Visit the forwards is what's the problem for New Zealand looks like potentially going forward. Well, I've, right? I've said for the last couple of years that that front row is yeah. is, is, is their biggest problem. And I think that Ethan DeGroote in the last year or two has been a huge factor in them trying to turn that around. They've also, I mean, they, for example, tomorrow they've gone back to Dan Coles and, and Cody Taylor. You know, Sam Asami Takawao, who's was playing some really good rugby, they've they've moved mm -hmm. away from him for, for such a big well, I don't game. understand that because Takawao has been one of the best, think, positive when you when they've done well, I think in of Ireland, even last against and against us, he was their main. He was, he's that grunt. He's that player that they lack him. That exact type of character. And, yeah, I think they lack him. I mean, I think Tua Lomax is. Yeah, we're saying those that front row isn't. They're not. Mm. They they like they, they look like they don't. They're not scary. They're not scary, but they they feel feel soft. They eh? they don't. I mean, when it was like when a bunch it was, of nice guys, little... the buggers, you sat there going, oh, mm. here we go." Like Carl Heyman, that were just. That hard bastard, like you couldn't, you know, you, you know yeah, so the yeah. Mm. yeah, those guys aren't they feel they feel a bit softer, don't they? They're that underbelly there. But Takioko again, he's he's bloody strong. I like him. I would be with that pack, I would be having him start him be my main hooker, yeah. And then, and, 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 and an interesting one as well, you talk about you know, like they've got told Tomati Williams, who is like one of the most shy guys I've yeah. ever seen in the press conference, he's an absolute giant of a man. But again, I, I think he's I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be incredibly talented. But you look at him, you look at a Fitch and Newell, and yeah, you just don't you're not scared of them really. You know, I don't I don't think any team fear them. Um which, I mean, with and, that and, said, and New Zealand have always been such a good set piece team because that I mean, we talk about how good the backline is, but the backline's only good when you're going forward. Yeah, I mean with, with that said, who is our next generation of South African props that's gonna scare other nations? Like we, we that no yeah, one else. and all 145 <laughs> kgs of him at the Lions. Watch my yeah. boy come through. Well, yeah, true. but you know that that's we haven't seen anyone under the age of like 28, like yeah. actually show face yeah. on the international stage. I'm really worried for that next what? World Cup. Who, who that like? What is that? Well, I think the problem is we're, 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 we're such a golden generation of Correct, right yeah. now. We're kind of like all, I mean, you think that Thomas Atoy is just not featured, for example. Carly Sardi mm. has never even played for the box, and I think that he could be one of the best well, in the world. You think of um, Vilko Lowe, you know? Yeah. He just doesn't feature, for example. So I think we're in such a golden generation of props right now. Um, I mean, I think yeah. Oxford Chair should, I mean, and Stephen Kitzel and Oxford Chair aren't particularly old. Trevor is going to move on. France Mahou will probably move on and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. I suppose also it is, a, it is a position where you tend to peak a bit later. You know, you don't often get yeah. a, you're not going to get a 19-year-old loose head who's just you know, tearing the world no. up. But these guys um, haven't, like you said, it's been a, it's been the same guys, Koch, Mahou, uh, um, Kitschop. It's, well, it's been there for five like, years. So no, one, no one's had an opportunity to come in and make a it's Oxen Chair instead of Tendai, uh, instead of the Beast. That's 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 the uh, that's the change but, in the squad. Yeah. So the, we, we, unless you watch, but uh, but you're right. I'm still trying to then think in the URC, the guys you are getting chances. There's not a doesn't seem to be a standout. You know, like a guy that comes onto the scene like a Lucas Bumbayon and like smashes everyone at 21. And like, I suppose like, oh, also you, if you're looking at the different teams, for example, look, there's a Gerard Stienekamp, which 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 they've taken him over. They they brought him in the squad. Yeah. So I suppose he could he could be where I'm mm -hmm. going. But I mean. You think that uh and and, and um 
and Stuka Tulu is somebody that's quite highly rated. So, but I think he he's got a lot of work to do with the scrummaging. But I suppose also it's also a position where a lot of them are playing in South Africa. You know, Kitsop, Moherba, it's only Trevor and Vitzkoff in the current props who actually play overseas. So. Yeah, it's with the also changing of coaches. We've got to be prepared. That's why we, we to win this one. I'm sure we all have more opportunities. But the book team is going to going to be a lot of changes coming in the next yeah, couple of years. Right? It's going to be un, unrecognizable because there's going to be a washout now. These, these guys are this is their swan song. They're going to be leaving and mm. new coach and new players. So two three years, we're going to be. I think we're going to be looking at a very very different book side. Eh? Yeah, Stevie. Uh, in the in the in the press conferences, have people been coming and asking Sia about uh, about his Springbok career post World Cup? And and not, you know, obviously, really, no. famously said that like he thinks this Springbok captain should play rugby in Springbok, and then he's moving to France. So, uh, does that mean do you think he's dropping his captain captaincy? Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, some some people suggesting that um, he might retire completely from international rugby. Um, you know, go in go in the bank. I think a lot of it will depend on on the, the World Cup results. You know, because I think if you do win the World Cup again, what a way to go! You know, you go back to back. You win the World Cup, the British Irish Lions. You win the World Cup again. You're, you're I think he's like 33 years old now. You then go and say, right, that's my legacy, chaps. The next person can come in. Um, he's not even that yeah, so he's 32, so he could play another two years, another World Cup. So I need sitting at 36. To be fair, he's playing his best rugby I think he's ever played. Um, but no one's really been asking about it. To be fair, the problem is he only he's only features generally in that post match press conference, mm-hmm. you know. So it's usually about the game. The, the game, you know, you're not really about his future. I think if he was featuring more in the pre match press conferences, like he would do if it was the normal non World Cup stuff, then maybe that question might have come up, but they haven't really addressed yeah. it so far. Yeah, but anyway, chaps, I've got to watch long to get right. to. Uh, so we've got right. 45 minutes. So, chaps, as we always, thank you very much yeah. for jumping I'm on. Struggling with two super brewer boys, who's winning Japan or Samoa? Tonight, my hunch is saying Samoa, but people are fancying Japan. I think, I think you have to go, I think you have to back Japan. Japan is going to beat. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Japan just aren't overly impressive at all, but Samoa. It, we're going to get everything again, I guess. Bit of indiscipline, yeah. a great try, some some physicality, some real cards, and they're going to lose yeah, by five. Is that what we're saying? I just think Samoa are better side. So, everybody, if you're watching the stream over here, this will take you over there. Please do come and keep me company. Japan versus Smoke kickoff in 45 minutes. Um, I'll be live that side in about half an hour to bring you guys some pre build up. And uh, yeah, Dan, we will see you this weekend on, on the fan cams at the stadium. Uh, he is coming and grabbing a spot on the couch down there at Marseille. Uh, the that's why I'm not coming because I'm I'm kind yeah, to let Dan have the couch. Uh, that's we're that's putting, the we're, putting, we're putting Dan on the Freedom Sports casting couch. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'll be in the seat. But, but, wait, what, <laughs> casting couch and then into the fake taxi to the to the game. Yeah, yeah there we go. That's the whole new series coming out. That's why he's putting his Yeah, yeah, and on that note, we probably need to, yeah, listen, before this goes any further, before this really starts to go off, uh, off down the road, we don't want it to go to, we'll call it there. Chris, enjoy your weekend. We will see you guys back on yeah, the platform guys. next Have week. Have a great time, guys. Yeah. And yeah. to everybody else, we'll see you guys in a bit now on the Japan stream. Thank you much, and see you guys next time.